0: Good evening. It's the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is the second of a two-part series uh, that features Eric Shugren, tenor saxophone player, and a uh, concert, little concert, as part of the Jazz Night at um, Masonic Hall in Sag Harbor. And that uh, took place on May 17, 2022, and featured Eric Shugren on tenor, saxophone, Alex Levine on guitar, Iris Orning on bass, Claes Brandal on drums, and <coughs> please join us if you can on some Tuesday night. <coughs> the jazz night uh, occurs from seven to nine every Tuesday at um, the uh, at the. Uh, Um, Sag Harbor Whaling Museum on Main Street and we're above that and that's uh, at the Masonic Temple again every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 you can hear some live jazz $15 uh, suggested donation but that's all bring some food if you want um, and uh, join us we're going to be doing it outside this summer as summer unfolds and this is just uh, one of the things that the Jam Session Inc. um, produces along with the Hamptons Jazz Fest but uh, so on this particular night, we also interviewed Eric Shugrin, uh, the tenor player. And uh, let's hear uh, portions of that interview now.
1: You know, and, and teaching, teaching is a, is a whole other thing. I, I spent, I did every summer from 2008 to 2015, I was in Poland teaching jazz at the International Summer Jazz Academy in nice. Krakow. Yeah. And um, so that was a three-week three week teaching gig every summer. And those were people who were interested in learning, and so it 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 was has never worked for me to teach um as a as a as a placeholder mm-hmm. i i could i I've tried a couple times, and it didn't work so yeah. you know so so being being in a in a place like that where they were anxious to get as much information as they could was very nice yeah that's a a, a good. Uh, and and they and they're serious. They you know they they um, each of the each of the groups over the years has produced at least two amazing musicians. Huh. So, <laughs> they describe
0: a little bit more what that what that was like. Uh, uh,
1: in the beginning, so so when I first got there in two thousand and eight, uh, they didn't have access to internet widely. Mm-hmm. They, it was there you could go to an internet cafe and and go through you know you could you could get it but as far as the general population at home they didn't really have it so at that time we were still bringing over suitcases full of jamie abersold which is a which is a play-along if if uh, mm-hmm. should i should i describe that it's a it's a the jamie abersold organized a whole series of you 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 play the music that's on the CD, and it has tunes, and then you play along with the charts that are written in the book okay. are, are are written in all the keys for the instruments. So you've got the B-flat instruments, the E-flat instruments, the concert instruments, and the bass clef instruments. All of the melodies and chord changes are written in the book. And then the disc that you put in, used to be an LP, um, plays, you know, has the tunes. So you've got one for John Coltrane and one for Miles Davis and mm-hmm. one for Wayne Shorter and one mm-hmm. for all these different people and um, and young musicians use these to learn how to learn tune, still yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a huge, it's a huge bonus for, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the young musicians. Mm. so what's it called Jamie Abersold Jamie Abersold yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the musicians know, know, know that uh-huh. um, and anyway, so we used to bring suitcases we used to bring two suitcases full of Jamie Abersold from the states over to Poland because they couldn't get them and that lasted a couple of years, maybe till two thousand ten or two thousand eleven, and then they started being able to order things and and have internet widely so so that really it was really nice. it changed a lot and and then you could go in and on your phone, for example, you could go in and and dial up something and and give them an example of a of a tune that you're you know you you want them to hear a song and and mimic a a type of playing and you'd be able to to bring it up and before that you know soul service think a lot of things were just not up to speed so mm. um but it was a it was a it was a very interesting and um and so we would take over the theater the theater building the the international summer jazz academy would take over the theater building which is part of the university there and uh one of the years, I believe it was fifteen or sixteen, the Pope was gonna come through. Wow. And um and Poland is a very, very, very they take the the Pope very seriously. Yeah. Not just the Polish Pope, but mm-hmm. but the Pope. And so um so we got booted out that year until we had to we had to schedule everything for another week or two later because wow. because there was no room in, in on all of Krakow. Yeah. <laughs> There was no room. Did he come? And he came, mm-hmm. and he and he did his week, and uh-huh. and you know, and it was a huge deal. And then, no jazz they, with the pope. You know, then they then they left, and we yeah. came in and did our thing. And, oh. You know, <laughs> um,
0: So what happened in 2015? That was like enough for that, or
1: oh no, so 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 actually uh, the there was a combination of things. They got a. Um, uh, president that was that didn't want to fund the arts, mm-hmm. and uh, the price of the price of flying us there, and, and you know, to bringing the American teachers and stuff, it just it just got a little too much. How many American so, teachers? Uh, four. Mm-hmm. There were four. There's a good bass player friend from St. Louis who's also on one of those tracks. Okay. And what's uh, his name? Willem von Humbracht. Okay. And uh, he's, he was originally from Holland, moved to San Francisco when he was a kid, and then, and then ended up in St. Louis teaching at, uh, at Webster University in the music department. Um, and uh, Gary Whitner, who was a guitar player from Maine, who, who uh, specializes in monk. Mm-hmm. And there was one other guy, and I can't remember his so name. So how were him. you recruited for this? Willem. The bass the okay. nice player from St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, we had played, actually, he had, so he had been part of the Los Angeles thing for years before he left for St. Louis. Uh-huh. So, so we, so we had played together for a long time. And then, and then when he got the gig in Poland, he called me up and said, we need a saxophone teacher, you know? So.
0: And this was how was, long? How, that two, was, that weeks? was
1: 2007. So but it was like a three, it's a three week three teaching gig. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. And um, you
0: prepare a curriculum beforehand?
1: No, actually, I would go, we would go and, and base it entirely on, um, on what the level of the students and, and how many students and what, you know. So typically there would be seven combos. They have violinists there, which is interesting, uh-huh. trying to figure out how to, how to teach violinists jazz, who are, they're, they're classical, you know, it's Europe, so they're classical violinists. and right. And we would always have... But there is jazz. Yeah, well, of course, and they're, they're, you know, Stefan Grappelli and, you know, Uh on on down the line, but, um, but, uh, but it was an interesting thing to have, to work with, to try to put together combos and have, and have a different instrument, a non, non jazz, non standard jazz instrumentation, Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. um, but we, you know, we figured it out and it was, and it was always, it was always a huge deal. The concerts were always a huge deal. Everybody was so happy and proud and you know it was how always, big a theater it was amazing was this, this oh, was a God, big theater. giant theater filled right. with parents and friends and a thousand seats or something like, yeah like I think yeah. it was like a like a thousand seat theater mm-hmm. it was a big it was a big auditorium yeah they'd fill it up and everybody'd have a good time and
0: <laughs> so what you were kind of putting together for that was it like a series of performances or was it like one big band?
1: So so no, actually what we would do is we would teach theory and harmony for the two weeks and simultaneously we would we would separate the kids out to different combos. And the combos would be would go would go through the would be based on their skill level. Mm-hmm. And we'd get to a point where we had enough combos to to uh, to fit everybody and everybody got to play and then um, And then each day we would have a moment, uh, you know an hour of rehearsal to choose tunes and get and, and go through things mm-hmm. and then every night there was a club that would be a uh, open for the for the students for a jam session so every night they would get to go try out with it the, with their combo and you know sometimes and you'd go to the clubs. Yeah, we'd go, you'd go mm-hmm. to the club and, and kind of guide them through it. And, nice and and, uh, and by the end of the two weeks, you'd know which tunes were working well for yeah. your group. Yeah. And then you'd prepare those for the for the final concert. And it was you know. So
0: was, are you familiar, familiar with anything like this anywhere else? Like, is does this? I don't. This I don't think in the US? The,
1: I don't know. I don't think ah. the format is particularly um, uh, unusual other than it included the town. So okay. it, was not, it wasn't just on campus, and it mm-hmm. wasn't just the, the people from campus. It was, you know, it was actually the town. So at the, at the jam session every night, there would be a, a, a whole bunch of, of crazy young uh, club goers mm-hmm. getting, doing their thing. And at that time there, and I don't know if it's changed... Uh, So all the clubs are downstairs in in a vault, in vaults. There are several clubs in Krakow, and they're all in vaults, and the vaults are, are an arched ceiling tube and you either have one or two of these tubes joined together. And, <laughs> and and yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's underground. Uh-huh. And, and it's Were they
0: developed as clubs? The, no, were they, they, they were. They are. They're the, they they're are, like are the old,
1: old basements. They're the old the cellars uh-huh. for the for the, buildings, for you the know? buildings. and the buildings are from the 1400s. I right, mean, it's, it's old. So, wow. And so, as this developed. Yeah, so the musicians so, got these. Yeah, and, 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 the and this the clubs would, would, you know, set these up and sometimes mm-hmm. there would be there were a couple of discos in town that had huge they have they would have like four vaults that were <laughs> that were opened up to each other. <laughs> um but and, and they're so they're big, you know, they're yeah. probably fourteen feet high and, and eighteen feet wide or so. Um and then, and then, I don't know, maybe maybe thirty-five feet long. It they're big. Think they're still used for for oh yes, yeah. They're oh, yeah. still used for music oh, yeah. oh, and clubs. Yeah. They're, they're great. I mean, so it's a
0: great. So you go to Krakow, yeah, you I can know. hear jazz in one of these in Absolutely. some of these vaults.
1: Absolutely, And I'm sure in many other places around. You know, I'm uh-huh. sure it's the same in Prague. I, uh-huh. I I haven't played in Prague, but I'm right. sure there's the same kind of thing. But the thing is, back then they were allowed to smoke. Uh-huh. So these, these, the rooms would eventually look like those, um, you know, the old Dexter Gordon photos uh-huh. with, with the just, smoke just billowing <laughs> it was, uh-huh. and it was terrible. Were you a smoker but at the time? No, well, You've I've never, never been a smoker, a smoker. And so I wouldn't last, I wouldn't last that long. I'd, I'd be. How do be, horn players you
0: know, do if they're smokers? Uh, are there any? Uh,
1: yeah. There, I mean, you in know, the old I, days? I suppose there are, but I don't know, you days. know, not like the old days, yeah. you know, everybody smoked back then. Right. So, but I
0: mean horn players smoked yeah, back then. Yeah,
1: everybody. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, they absolutely.
1: But but not, you know, not in, in so the, those, so they have a culture of smoking. So even yeah. you know the young guys, yeah, the even the horn players in Poland were smoking but then, um, in, in 2010. Yeah. 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 But yeah. you know, I don't know if that's still the case now. Yeah. It's probably changed. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us. You're on WLIW-FM in Southampton, New York. That's 88.3 FM, uh, Long Island's only NPR station. Uh, Also heard at 96.9 as you go west and streaming at WLIW.org slash radio. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour. And we're listening to an interview of Eric Shugren and performances on the night of May 17th, 2022 at Jazz Night at the Masonic Hall in Sag Harbor. Did you ever yeah. think of what how what it would be like to like replicate the same kind of thing in the states? I mean, well, I, I guess the question was like also just you're your bent towards education. Since
1: yeah, yeah, that. no, and and I feel like um, portions of it portions of it uh, would function well. Um, uh, one of the problems that we have. Uh, let me rephrase that. One of the things that they have there. And particularly in Krakow, but in a lot of the smaller towns in Lviv in Ukraine, for example, is the same thing. Um, Western Ukraine, it, you know, it's a it's a beautiful town, and it's the it was the it, it is I hope still the artsy town of Ukraine. Um, uh, they have a beautiful town square, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful, and and the and, and it's a big square with restaurants all around the edges, and in the summer they put a stage in the center of the square. And they have big acts and little acts and everything. It, you know, there's a there's a real center to these towns, mm-hmm. and everybody comes out at night and has a and has an ice cream at sunset or a, you know or a drink or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they hang out and they go and they and they sit down in a chair and they watch whatever show comes along. And we have we don't have town squares for one mostly, although we have parks and in some places it would work. But, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a very different, um, it's a very different relationship to, to entertainment and right. being social. Right. You know, it's a very different thing. That's and, interesting. You know, I think, I think we that, tend to create, it has to be special. We have a thing where it has to be special yeah. to go out and, and they just go out.
0: <laughs> so, so, I mean, to bring it back a little bit full, full circle, sitting here at the Masonic temple above the. Whaling Museum in Sag Harbor, and the what's evolved from the Burger days is something that I think when I talk to you guys about it, you musicians who've experienced it, it's kind of special
1: right. to you too Absolutely. because it's yeah.
0: it's a little bit like yeah what we're talking about yeah no, Just it, it
1: has a, it has a it has a feel of that's one of the things you know Bayburger it ended up being that way by default it could have gone any number of ways but it ended up being it ended up prevailing here. This, what this, do you mean by default, uh, the people would would come to, come there, yeah. and then there was this entertainment, right. And it built instead of being like, oh God, uh-huh. you know, I can't take that, right? And I just know. came for a burger. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so it so it you know it ended up going well. Yeah. Um, this is a special environment here. Period. Just by the just because of the way it is, it's a it's a very nice place, and has that. Okay. And it has that feeling of of a community center from from any number of places like Mill Valley or or you know San Francisco or you know Seattle it's 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 got the the Grange Hall plus. I'm sure there are places in New England that it's that is also the same uh same story.
0: Well, um uh, so this is just starting I mean, we started this March first, so we're not very far into it uh, It's interesting to imagine what it might become. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but yep. i mean
0: you you know the Hamptons, you live on the the North Fork, yes, and uh, um, I mean there's really nothing else out here I can think of that's really like this. no there really wasn't anything else like Bayberger and there has there's been very little yeah. jazz. so what yeah. could you see knowing knowing what to do about the Hamptons and the scene out here? What could this Become or what should it be?
1: Well, I think I think that because there isn't much, uh, the the fact that, that w- when people start you know coming out as they do in droves, um, this will be a real antidote to some of the overcrowded bars and things that that are. Um, when people want to go out and they want to see something special, this is the this will be the spot.
0: But like, even and, and, those overcrowded bars in the Hamptons, you're not going to see any jazz.
1: You're not going to see any jazz, and I mean, you're I not going to see much live music. We're all we're all going to. It'll end up being a place that we that we hope that the secret doesn't get out too much. It'll <laughs> it'll end up being one of those things where you where you, where you want to keep the, you know, keep the um keep the feel intimate because right. it does. It feels intimate and and very very you know communal and, and good right now. So, right. Um. And that's nice, you know. I mean, we've all so all the musicians out here. We've all played at all the vineyards, and yeah. some of the vineyards uh, uh, it feels really great, and it's fun, and you interact. And then some of them, it feels very much like you're like you are expected to do a job and pack up and get out of the way before uh-huh. anybody notices. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it's it's a there, there are different. Uh, so
0: for you, as a as a as a person who's looking to work some. Uh, the vineyards has been one of the only things out here that you could do
1: oh yeah but, uh, but you know that that's again that comes down to um, I would never complain because because the vineyard work that I do is always jazz uh-huh. I'm, I'm not I'm not doing I'm not playing in anything that I don't want to do and uh, and you know al- along the way that's been a fairly good source of uh, of both work and meeting people Uh so you know you tell you know you have tell people to come down to the vineyard you're going to be there such and such and then you see then they see you and then you get hired for their party or you know whatever the whatever it is but it's always jazz so that's one of the benefits out here and and that's an interesting that's going to be an interesting thing also as the generations move along because there's a there's a um uh there's a translation from. Some things translate well. Some things don't translate well. Jazz seems to me to, to translate well. The, the young people that come and see us typically really like it and would go see it again. Um, uh, there are other things that just sound that just sound kind of corny, and they and and I hear. <laughs> I hear comments that from mm-hmm. the from the young audience that that is that is less than flattering. Yeah. So um so you know and 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 I, again with the with the Hampton's Jazz Festival, the stuff that goes on in downtown Sag, that's right out in the open and 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 people can pull up their chair, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That yeah. you know, that brings a whole another group of people into the into the picture. Right. So
0: you're listening to WLIW.org, it's the Jam Session Radio Hour. We're at 88.3 FM on your dial, 96.9 as you go west, and also streaming at WLIW.org slash radio. And tonight on the Jam Session Radio Hour, we have a little concert that was part of the Jazz Night and also an interview with tenor player Eric Shugrin, really interesting guy, talks about his uh, career and, and uh, a lot about the jazz world today. Just so you know, the Jazz Night at Masonic Hall in Sag Harbor is produced by The Jam Session. We're a nonprofit uh, that does that on every Tuesday night. And we also put together the Hamptons Jazz Fest, which is going to be unfolding this summer. Um, and we'll be announcing some really interesting things. But go to the website, hamptonsjazzfest.org. So um, this has been great, Eric. I, I want to talk a little bit more as we finish up about what your, kind of what your situation is now. We've talked about Elegant People. We know that you live on the North Fork. We didn't really get into how you came out here, but <laughs> that'll be for another time. We know that you've been you've worked in the city, but what's, what's happening for you now? Are you still like working in the city much or is it mostly out here? Are you doing comp- composing? You're writing for films?
1: So, so uh, through the pandemic, I was doing some music production with, with a partner in Los Angeles. And some work in the city, you know, doing the, the places that were open outdoors, like the, the uh, city brewery and, and uh, industry city in Brooklyn and uh-huh. those places.
0: And that would be like a friend would say, let's put a band together oh, and then uh, call you up. How did that work?
1: Yeah. So, so I've got the connect, the people that I, that I, so I moved to the city in 2007, lived there till 2015. And then that last year of Poland came back and my wife was, was, we have a, we have a daughter and she was just. Just done with the city she was raised born and raised in New York City, and uh-huh. she was done with it. and her folks live on the North Fork, so we 'd been coming out and coming out and visiting and hanging out and uh, And I had by that time been playing at Bay Burger off and on and and knew Bob Hovey, the great trombone player from oh, the north Fork and and um, you know these these folks Clace i'd played with Clace already, and, yeah and so you know there was a scene out here that I knew I was already plugged into. And I wouldn't cool. lose my scene in the city. It's just that it would be a, a commute, and so, um, so at that point we moved out, and and that's been it since then. I I go in and play. I've got a, a couple of different bands I play with, particularly um, a, a guy named Billy Newman, who's a great guitar player who uh-huh. does Brazilian stuff, and as well as jazz, and and so I've got the the guys in there. As they book things, they call me and I, you know, I come in. And, and so right. one of the places that we used to play a lot that is a, that's a shame. I, it, it's, I think it may have, it may have gone right as uh, COVID hit was Cornelia Street. So we uh. were, we were regulars at Cornelia Street, which is a, which was a, a, a stalwart in, in the village for, you know, for uh, interesting music. And, and it's and gone? It's gone. Uh. Um a but of there, the you know, pandemic. but there are other, yeah, the yeah. pandemic. I think so. Not I think it was, I think it was a combination of things. But, yeah. um, but, and you know, so there, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the city now that there are places opening up in in Queens and in Bushwick, and uh, and everybody's really anxious to get back to live music. So mm-hmm. not just the musicians. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've been, I've been lucky the the, you know, the work has been kind of flowing since I guess about March. And, mm. Um, and that's nice. And then I'll go back out. I've got, I've got my, my uh, long-term partners back in California and the bass player in St. Louis. So I, I make a circle usually through the summer and, um, and play with all those folks. Uh, I, just, I just played in San Francisco, I guess, three weeks ago. So um, And that was, a, that was a nice gig. And the same thing is going on there. They're just starting to open up. They, yeah. You know, just like New York City, it's yeah. it's they finally they can they can have people. I you know we'll see how this how this current situation goes, but um, at least it's on the path the moment towards towards reopening. Uh, as far as as far as what's going on coming up next, um, I've got a, uh, a partner in in. Uh, who lives in Queens? Who plays drums? And his name is Vin Shala, and we did a record called Wake Up, which is one of the cuts is on that. Right, list. and um, and we've been uh, kind of kind of uh, kicked, you know, stuck outside outside of being able to record again for a couple years here. So we've got a whole bunch of material and and last time we did an organ trio with guests and this time I'm not sure whether whether it's going to be a traditional quartet or you know we're 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 going to start shaping that come come the next couple months yeah so um uh that's on that's on the horizon and then and then the um the production stuff is has been interesting and and so there I may be I may be trying to to set up a more um extensive studio but uh but in the summertime I like to play.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh.
0: The Jam Session Radio Hour is supported by Bayard Fenwick as a sponsor and underwriter. As part of the Terry Cohen team located at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate, Bayard is well versed in the residential real estate market from Bridgehampton to East Hampton to Amagansett to Montauk. Bayard believes there are three parts to the value of a property, land value, improvements made to the property, and an emotional component. You can reach Bayard Fenwick at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate at 631-324-7575. That's 631-324-7575. The Jam Session Radio Hour is also supported by Oza Sabbath Architects of Bridgehampton, New York. Oza Sabbath Architects both designs and builds homes, believing that a well-designed home suffuses our lives with the essential elements of balancing and recharging. Oza Sabbath Architects can be reached at ozasabbath.com that's O-Z-A-S-A-B-B-E-T-H dot com and at 631-808-3036 that's 631-808-3036 Well, I think you're representative of uh, you know, the people that um, would play at Bayburger uh, with the jam session over the years and now at the, uh, the jazz night at the Masonic Temple, which is that there are some of you guys out here who live out here. I mean, obviously people come from the city too. but I do feel that you're in some ways uh, you're in some ways unique because you've been you've played with us so many times, and there's so many different people who've played with you that you kind of come along like Bob Hovey and others. And so I think we're really fortunate to uh, and now we've got, um, now we've got elegant people as well. So you're doing that.
1: Sure, right. and and you've had you've always had, uh, um, oh, I can't think of the alto player's name, but he retired out here and an amazing guy. And then the, and and um, the South African musician Morris, who, yeah. yeah, Morris. Mm-hmm. And and there's always been, particularly in the Sag Harbor and 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 Southampton area, there's always been a few very good musicians lurking in the woodwork. Right. So. So, you know, and uh, we got Randy Brecker, he moved out. And, Bill O'Connell down here. and mm. yeah, you know, yeah, Bill exactly. O'Connell, yeah yep. and Ada, and yeah, uh, you know, there's some there are some tremendous musicians who are who are Are vocal. there any
0: clubs on so, the is there any uh, North Not yet, not, that play yet.
1: There? The, not yet this year. You Other know, last the, year but the, you, there but was there the weekends kitchen. you got
0: the the vineyards,
1: yeah, there's the, the vineyards, and thing. then and then last year there was the Green Kitchen, Green Hill, yes, yes, so we'll see if that begins again, but um, you played there. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, jam. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a um,
0: Wednesday night jam, or when would they do uh, I think that last Maybe year was, was a Tuesday, Tuesday night. Maybe it was a
1: Tuesday And, and um, and Gil Goldstein thing, is know. up there. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Gil and, and, and a bunch of good bands. You know, Alex Sipiagin was living yeah. on the North Fork. Oh, that's right. He, he's moved to, to Italy now. Yeah. But, um. Like to get him back. Well, you know, he had to, he's, he, uh. There were much. There was a lot of opportunity there that just wasn't right. here while we were shut down. Right. So you right. had to keep going. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it's a it's a great community as far as that goes. I don't I don't know any place. Um, I would say I would say that by virtue of the proximity to New York City, there's no place else I've ever been that 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 has quite what this has. I suppose the you know Hudson River Valley, but you, yeah. you can't go sail in the Hudson River Valley. So.
0: <laughs> so because we're we have the good fortune of having uh... had your interview uh... spliced in with your playing tonight and knowing uh... <clears throat> knowing what you're gonna play uh... since we're doing the interview just before tell us about a couple of the tunes or some of what you prepared for for tonight for the concert
1: okay so for tonight um, uh... we've got the we've got the the tunes that alex brought in which um, one of which is a standard Um uh, but he he arranged it, and that uh, that's old folks, which is a which is a very nice old ballad, and then the other tune is a uh, an arrangement of Giant Steps, but put in but in minor, and so he's so he's got he's bringing a couple of, of bits, and then Iris has an original um, uh, medium tempo tune that that is. Uh, that's that is her tune and then she's also done an arrangement on um god bless the child mm-hmm. and um and then i brought in a mingus tune called Be- peggy's blue skylight which is just a very nice tune it's it's got lots of lots of uh, twists and turns and then um uh uh one of the thelonious monk standards called monk's dream which is a very nice tune and then um uh, one of Ornette Coleman's early tunes which is called The Turnaround and uh, and I think we're we're always we're always looking to um, to to have material that, that we can one of the interesting things with the jam session and it's always been this way is that because people whether the guest or the band um, because people are coming from different parts of the state uh, we don't get to have a rehearsal ahead of time, so one of the goals is always to make it interesting, and and at the same time make it something, <clears throat> make it work in terms of of uh, of not presenting material that you can't that we can't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. So. It's always a challenge, but it makes it more interesting that
0: way. And then that's certainly the uh, the kind of true of the jam hour that takes place after, right? The and then at the jam you
1: session, we calling out you, tunes that people, right? We try to know. try to make sure that they're tunes that people are familiar with enough, so that so that we can we can enjoy it. Yeah. But that, and actually that should be that should be um, acknowledged as well, which is that the, this is a very welcoming environment and if anybody out there has thought about joining and wants to play through some tunes and is not sure if they're up to par, just come down and hang out and check it out. Cause oh. it's, cause it's a, it is a totally, um, uh, uh, benevolent atmosphere here. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no posturing. Everything is fine. So. Well, Eric
0: Sugren, this has been a real pleasure. Um, and, uh, I'm going to say, having not heard you play tonight, I know it's going to be good. And so that you guys, now that you're hearing this and, and uh, uh, along with the interview, it's been really a joy to hear you play with uh, the others tonight who, once again, are going to be Iris Ornig uh, on bass.
1: Alex Levine Alex on guitar. Alex Levine on guitar. And, and Clayus Brandahl
0: yeah. on drums. And Eric Shugrin on tenor. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks again for the Jam Session Radio Hour. Thanks so much, Eric.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Uh, we
0: want to thank all those who have been involved in putting this together. We want to thank in particular Eric Shugrin, uh and Alex Levine and Iris Ornig and Cleus Brandolf for playing on May 17. We want to thank Eric for um, a wonderful interview. Thank Rafael Alvarez uh, for his great work in putting all this together, as well as uh, our underwriters, Oza Sabbath and Bayard Fenwick III of Saunders Real Estate. Uh, also, I want to just remind you about the Hamptons Jazz Fest. go to Hamptonsjazzfest.org and you can see the schedule, the unfolding schedule for what's coming up. Some great stuff. We had a great evening recently with John Arabagan and his uh, band. He's a wonderful saxophone player. Uh, just more more to come, more great things to come. <clears throat> so for the jam session radio hour, thanks so much for being with us. This is John Landis, your host, saying take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be well. And uh, for the Jam Session Radio Hour, Um, good (laughs) night.